From MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Welcome back to a blistering, blistering Tennis Revolution, and not because of our amazing content or my delivery, but because it feels like 105 outside. It is disgusting today. Oh my God, I feel like I'm on Mars. It's hazy and... Is Mars hotter? Are yeah. we going? Is that towards the sun? Um, it's, it's both. It's, it's, it gets colder at times and hotter at times. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> a perfect woman's answer. Whatever I want it to be, it is. Yeah. Oh my! God. I said that without Corey being here. I I'm know. Danger. Where so, is he to slap you, Corey? Where are you? Well, no, no, no. I just mean you know he's a bad influence <laughs> on me. Oh, okay. So we're back in in the house, but Corey is not in the house. Oh, we miss Corey. He's he's well though. He's fine. He's not sick. I don't think. I think he's just ditching out vacation. So who knows? Who cares? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's in a five setter right now. I think he couldn't couldn't break away. I think I saw him out on the corner, <laughs> <laughs> melting. Yes. Drinking a Slurpee. Mm-hmm. Well, we are here. Obviously, y'all hear Rebecca. She yes. made it. She's tough enough. She's tough enough to to brave the heat. I trudged through the heat. Are you playing tennis in this crap every oh day? Oh, my God. I had to play on Thursday, and it was like 110 on the court. See, and I had blood drawn. It was ugly. Ugly. Listen, I don't care what the Northeast says. Yeah, I get it. It's cold, okay? So you don't play in December. Mm-hmm. But we're in, in the middle of summer, surrounded by concrete in the DFW area, and we can't use weather as an excuse. We nope. won't look tough. We want nope. all the cool kids to laugh at us. Yes. So we have to go out in this crap mm-hmm. and play and risk life and limb. We do. If Every it, time. If it's snowing or if there's ice on the court, it's like, oh, well, of course, I'd love to play. But yeah, you can't play on ice. But if it's 101, you still have to play. And it's like 120 on the court. Mm. It's ugly. And some, some courts don't have shade. Yeah. It's you awful. know, I did. We did a... Uh, I was... Uh, the chair, how about that, big time, of the USTA Texas section. Wait a minute. Sounds what fancy level? now. What level? No, the USTA Texas section sports science committee. Oh. I was the chair. That's exciting. Well, I can't even stand the sight of blood. Oh, like boy. Like Band-Aids. I don't know why I was on that committee. Then I won't tell you what happened to me on Thursday. You don't. Um, <laughs> but anywho, uh, one summer, this is years ago, and uh, I mean, not too many. I'm not that old, but- at one point uh, during the summer, we went out to, I, I don't even, it was like a sectional type, you know, three adult tournament. They had all mm-hmm. the levels and what have you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was in the DFW area. And we took one of those, uh, who knows, I mean, listen, this was not scientific. I didn't, you know, have uh, all the best lab equipment. <laughs> but basically, we, you know, we recorded the temperature throughout, the regular temperature throughout the day, the, the air to ambient, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. And then we would take this, um, portable little small thermometer like a window type thermometer whatever and we put it on the court the heat factor and kind of try you know track it along with the air temperature and Mm -hmm. uh almost gave up tennis it's ugly it's ridiculous it is well these you know they have all these six-month guarantees on shoes they don't need to sell those shoes in Texas. They're going to go out of business. Any, any, I mean, because you're, the rubber melts. No, I've, I've had it happen. I've had it happen twice to me on a court where my the soles. Is that the heat apart. or your speed? Both. The heat. Okay. Both. All right. So a lot of friction. <laughs> 
Yes. Good footwork. Good footwork. Yes. Yeah, but it's uh, it's tough. I mean, we're talking about, you know, you watch Australia. It's not a lot different. It's it's in. I've seen it get to the hundreds in Australia a couple of times, but it's usually in the you know upper eighties, nineties type thing. Well, I mean, like during the Australian, you know, you, you see some of those years where they have it, and they, you know, the the court temperature. They, they I remember the Capriati match, the famous Capriati yes. match back in the day, where. Yes. Every changeover, they're they're extending the changeovers. Mm-hmm. They're sitting under shade with mm-hmm. ice towels on yep. them, and, uh, I was and like, they're still passing out. Yeah, this is no fun. Yeah, there was a couple of years ago at the U.S. Open, there was an Asian player who looked like she started convulsing on the court and stuff, and she collapsed. I yeah. can't remember which one it was, which is shocking to me. <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, I mean, the human body. I mean, there's so many factors that contribute to. You know, one one thing that people don't realize, and please, 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 do not follow this advice. I'm just, I'm just talking. This is just a dumb podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm telling a story, a fictional story, but you can listen if you want. No, but you know, I've had athletic trainers tell me that you know, if you, you know, in the heat we play in, and most of our you know college matches are in the state of Texas, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for the most part, they're not bad. We get into late season and spring, and you know, we're talking about April and into May. And that, but it's our fall season. September, you know, September can be. Everybody thinks, oh, the the, the temperature's changing. Not nope. in Texas, baby. Nope, it's getting hot. It um, but one thing that people get in trouble with is they drink too much water. Yes, you know, because yes. it dilutes your electrolytes. You're supposed to sip. Well, I don't mean drink too Chug. much too fast. I mean, oh, you're you're you draining dilute yourself. your body. Mm-hmm your electrolytes you fill it with too much water yes. and so you're you know so don't drink Gatorade. Um, oh, i mean sorry <laughs> I don't know, well, drink whatever you want i don't care uh, no i i've heard that too and what don't drink Gatorade? no 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 i've heard oh. about the electrolytes and i always drink when i play i always put electrolyte tabs in, in my your water in your water yeah well Even, we're not endorsing any product or method to survive out here but i'm just saying that's what i heard check with your local yeah avoid medical sugar professional. get some electrolyte tabs Caffeine's bad too. Caffeine is very bad in for this you. heat. Yeah, and a lot of people drink caffeine in the mornings, and then they you know work all day, and then they have a you know a weekday evening match in their league. You and uh, <laughs> you know get them in trouble. So eat yeah. right too. Oh, I don't drink coffee. But if you're not from Texas, who cares? Do what you yeah. want. This is you know if you're in California, it's perfect. Who yeah, cares? we're gonna have Wimbledon in what a week or week oh, and a half, and it's it's never hot there. Well, here's what's funny. You know, I feel like college tennis ended years ago. <laughs> yes. But then like I'm watching TV and, you know, college baseball. Is, it goes and goes. And it's not even, we, we're playing this weekend. College baseball, NCAA Division One is playing this weekend. And it's and it's not even the final sort of round. They do yeah. a, they do a double, two double elimination brackets of four teams each. And those two winners play a two out of three game series for the, that's the final, final, mm-hmm. final deal. Yep. And uh, we're just starting Saturday and Sunday today. We're just starting the first games of the double elimination. I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, co- yeah, they would never let college. Nobody cares about college tennis. They would never <laughs> let college tennis go that long. It's oh, I ridiculous. Don't I don't know if nobody cares. Well, all right, we care. I, I wonder if col- I wonder if your average everyday league player, et cetera, et cetera, even thinks about college tennis because. Some before you came aboard, mm-hmm. uh, actually before Corey came aboard, this was in the early days of mm-hmm. podcast. I don't even know if they're available anymore. They're somewhere on the interwebs, but it's a great avenue to see tennis. And mm-hmm. I, I had an episode about that. That you know, there's a 
decent level of tennis most places. I mean, if you go to Wyoming, come on, it's you know, you're in the mountains. Um, <laughs> I mean, they, they do have Division One schools out there, but yeah. I mean, everything's far, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's near you. Uh, but most places in the country, yeah, you're pretty close within a decent day's driving distance to go see a college match on a Saturday or Sunday. College matches are awesome. I enjoy them a lot because it's good tennis. You know, we've young sweaty men's. No, I like watching the ladies. All right. I mean, and I'm not that. You know, I'm not <laughs> into the ladies, but I like watching. And yeah, I learn a lot just from watching them, and it is you know interesting to see how they play and how they strategize and. Yeah, I, know, I love it. it it's uh, I mean, we're a little like I said, we're a little past the season, but it's it's uh, and, and you have Division One, you have your Alabama's quote unquote of tennis. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can think mm-hmm. of, you know, the equivalent to Division One, the power fives and all that. And so all those teams will be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times in foot like whereas football, you take a one double A school or I don't even know what they call it now. The the lower level of football. Right. Like a, I U, don't even know anymore. Like a UC Davis or somebody like that, or right. you know, whatever. Or UT Appala- Arlington. <laughs> App, well, they used to have football. Appala- they still do. No, they don't. Oh yeah, I have kids in the band that <laughs> go to the football games. I don't think they have NCAA football. I don't know if it's NCAA. There's something else going on. Anyway, um, but uh, Appalachian State. There's a good one. They're yeah. they're usually pretty good. So that's one double A. I've been there, actually. Have you? Yeah. Well, it's dangerous. Um, yes. <laughs> no, so, but that level of football oftentimes is not appealing because if they go play the upper level power five type schools, it, it's, yeah, usually. Yeah. Uh, although that one year, I don't know if you remember, nobody cares, it's a tennis podcast, but I'm Appalachian <laughs> State beat Michigan right yes. out of the gate. But I whatever. do remember that, actually. But that's a rarity. And so. I used to it, cover football. Did you? Yes. Oh, my goodness. We're doing a football podcast next. <laughs> no, but. Uh, so, but in college tennis, it's a little different because mm-hmm. if you have a, a, a small school, you know, Division One schools on the men's side get four and a half scholarships out mm-hmm. of six starters. Um, and and so, and we're very international sports. So, uh, uh, you know, a school like a Toledo or somebody, they can go out and get international players. I mean, no offense yeah. to our listeners in Toledo, but have you been to Toledo? Yes, Not I- a big tennis town. No. So... Uh, but inter, you know, international players don't know about that, so they they show up, and they get recruited, and uh, get some scholarship money. Show up, and they've got a pretty good team. Yep. You know, so any any teams, um, you know, like that, it does. So it doesn't have to be a power five. Is my point. You don't have to live near ACC country or you know Big Twelve or mm-hmm. uh, you know Pac Twelve or whatever. Uh, you can find your average everyday, you know, Winthrop or, you know, I mean, cause they're going to have elite players that are, that are at a high level. Yep. Um, and even if they don't have an elite team top to bottom, they might have an individual that's really good, uh, because that matters too. So, yeah, I see that a lot with some of the lower division schools too. You know, they pull in some really great players, division two, division three. Uh, yeah. And but can't get the, maybe don't have the depth, but they're still going to have a high level. And I mean, are you going to watch six matches at a time? No, yeah. you're going to sit on one court just mm-hmm. like you would at the U.S. Open. You're like, watching yes. one court and, you know, Nadal, uh, <laughs> uh, for in your case. Um, and so, yeah, it's some really good tennis. And to be honest with you, um, I, I think Division One tennis is a little bit in limbo right now, and mm-hmm. I think they could use the support. I really do. I agree. I totally, I, I cannot disagree with you on that. And I have an answer to one of your questions from earlier what was that you said i wonder if league plays players ever think about you know college tennis like our league is what you're talking about like our adult leagues and yeah stuff. like you 
Oh, I, I'll tell you when they think about college tennis is when we get a player on the court who's 23 who <laughs> claims to be a lower level and then you find out that they played in college. There you go. That's so the you, only time you get they to see college tennis up close passing you at the net and exactly. ducking. That's not fair. No, but it happens a lot. Hey, such as life it in is. USTA and TRP leagues. It is good experience. A, let little, me tell you. a little sandbagging from what I hear. <laughs> yes. A lot. So you were asking me something about, uh, you had a tidbit about college tennis earlier. Yes, I did, actually. It's a nice little segue here. Um, I the read, power of Twitter. Yes. Um, I read a lot of tennis news, and I came across a story that really interested me about the NCAA's Division One women's champ this year out of Michigan, University of Michigan. Um, Brianne Miner was the first uh, Division One African-American woman to take the championship. Huh. And uh, which happened a while ago, actually. Yeah. Like last month, I think. Yeah, about three weeks ago. Yeah. And um, she didn't know when it happened. And the story was actually not, you know, that she actually won it, but that it took a few days for her family to kind of do some research and find out. Right. Um, and they found out that, you know, Arthur Ashe was the first male African-American NCAA champ. You know what's cool? I don't. Oh. University of Richmond. He's a spider. So gross. Awesome. But so Brianne is uh, pretty jazzed about being the first African-American. She feels like she's kind of getting up there. So I'm pretty proud of her. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I think there's been more success as of late in general of Mm -hmm. women's players going from college to the pros. Um, It's been a long time since that's really been a thing for men's tennis, unfortunately. Um, But, you know, I... I go back and forth with this because you have you have you know NCAA basketball for instance, mm. and you have ESPN you know doing thirty for thirties mm-hmm. on the one and done kind of situation and um, and that's a big topic you know yeah. you have a guy come in for one year and then he's out right um, and it, I would say women too but I don't know how the WNBA's rules work and who really cares anyway <laughs> um, but. I know a WNBA former player, actually. Do you? Mm-hmm. She's a trainer at Lifetime. Interesting. But uh, but anyway, so you know, <laughs> so you have the level of popularity of the NCAA is sort of, or the, the idea is that it might be at stake. If you have all these players that nobody yeah. knows because you don't have the olden days of like Duke where you've got three or four years of a player yeah. and you have that dynasty situation, um, you know, now you have players jumping out so quick. Yeah. Well, it, that's a good problem to have. I wish we had that problem in tennis because in tennis, American tennis, we have nothing to do with the pro game, really. No. Um, I mean, the USDA really does take people and foster them, and it's not really... It's a, a disaster. Yeah. No, I... I, I waste of money. And they talk a lot about working waste on Waste of resources. <laughs> not their place. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else? I don't know. They just bit, built a gigantic uh, tennis complex in Florida that could do just this. Stopgap measure so uh, nobody figures out they're a fraud. What? Yeah. Did well, I... the, but they've also built facilities all over the country, including Dallas. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I know. What it's they a build, lot of money. What are they building in Dallas? Uh, there's a complex in South Dallas that they, gosh, what's the, which one is it? It's not the Jack Coleman that's in Garland, right? I don't have any idea. It's what the Sam something. I don't know. But yeah, it's a USTA facility. I don't think there's a USTA facility here. Mm. I think there is. 
We'll work. We'll find that <laughs> on a different podcast. No, but uh, but basically. Oh, it's not a training facility, but they help right. fund it. There's a lot of. Uh, oh yeah, well they yeah they, they that, that that's probably the Texas section grants and what have you. Yes, exactly. Um, but the point is, is that college is sort of not connected to the pro game, you know, and I think. For America, now, the rest of the world doesn't care because they don't play college sports like we do anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, there's sports on campuses, you know, colleges in Europe or what have you, but th- they don't have anywhere near the system like we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you think about the players that, you know, went up through college, you know, the Stevie Johnsons and John Isners and, uh, you know, they didn't. McEnroe, the, Mac, a little bit. Yeah. They, they didn't hit Both the pros until they graduated and. Well, that's not quite true. No, true. Um, but it's but they've but spent. More, I mean. It's more like. But the thing is, is there is no, there is no. If, if the if the governing body of tennis, which is not the USTA, by the way, people, um, but I mean the governing body in terms of the professional tennis, mm-hmm. if they made up a rule regarding something like that, it mm-hmm. would only affect our. I say little, little from the standpoint of space and population, not yeah. from prowess, obviously, with right. the money and everything else we have here. But, you know, it, it would be a rule just for U.S. It, it wouldn't have yeah. much. To, although, well, I guess maybe international athletes that played in the U.S. But the the point I'm making is, is that if we, if we, I think it would be good. I don't know how we would do it, but it would be great if we could move our college system mm-hmm. towards more of what basketball and football do and baseball and hockey for that matter yeah i see to where we have a farm system Mm -hmm. then that would reinvigorate college tennis i think because now the kids would feel like that's sort of the you know i mean how do you feel i mean my sister and i actually talk a lot about how a lot of international players come to the states to train whether it be in college or for the pros utilizing a lot of the u.s facilities and whatnot but yet they still play for their uh you know formative countries and Happens in college, happens in the pros. I don't know. It's what interesting. I think you know a lot of people utilize the U.S. and to train. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, they should know. go to Spain. Um, Spain, Dubai. You know. No, but uh, well, first of all, the debate in college. You know, one of them is internationals or not. One of the arguments is you're only allowed like one or two players, depending no. on no unlimited. Really? Yeah. I thought there was a rule like in the lower divisions. That was a junior college rule. Okay. Uh, or where well, they had a rule. They had it, it went away, it came back, and it's gone away again over the last 15 years. So that, that's what they're doing. So a college could bring in as many international players as they want. Well, uh, so NCAA, Division One, Division Two, can give scholarships and or have kids pay or, or international students pay and they can have their roster full in any way, shape, or form. Interesting. Now, Division Three is a non-scholarship. Right. So they say. Um, a non-scholarship. And so if an international student comes to that school and also happens to be a tennis player at the level that they compete on that team, they're paying, theoretically, they're paying already. And so there's no restrictions there whatsoever. I've, um, had, I've had two tennis players in my classes. I won't say where. <laughs> But all the f- hordes of fans would be breaking down your class, right. disrupting your class and all the time. They've both been international students. Yeah, it's very, very common. Um, even, I mean, really, it's the top, top schools that have really the best access to the best American players and have, you know, uh, the Stanfords and the Dukes and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, and then 
everybody else sort of has to backfill with internationals. And to be honest with you, you know, a team like, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier Toledo. I mm-hmm. mean, what else are they going to do? They can't. Right. Americans know where Toledo is. Yeah. No offense, Toledo. Um, and we do. so I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I do. Uh, so, <laughs> but you know, what are they going to do? They yeah. can't get the top Americans. So they're, you know, cut off a whole slice of the pie right at the top. Yeah. So now they're working with, you know, a lower level player. Mm-hmm. So they're already behind the eight ball. So they go out and get internationals. That levels a playing field, f- playing field completely. Which, if you're a coach, I mean, I've got no argument with somebody saying, "Listen, I've got pressure to win, and there's no way I'm going to directly recruit against Duke." Yep. And Stanford, win, right? Yeah. And win that battle. USC, USC, UNC, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Who's the defending? On the men's side, defending national champs. Yeah. So now here's the other piece of that. There are not enough players to go around. So if you look at soccer, mm-hmm. you know there there's some international, but not near as much as tennis. They have they're having a big you know. Well, they grow. Yeah, but they're it, surging a bit. But right, not but not huge. to the level. They're sort of a step you know or two above us in mm-hmm. terms of that numbers. But you take football, baseball, you. Oh, Any coach goes out to a, uh, a recruiting deal for football, and there's a sea of players. Oh, there's, yeah. you know, so you might not get that five star, but there's a thousand five stars. There's mm-hmm. a thousand four stars. You know, because the population of kids playing those sports coming up are so big here. So in tennis, there's not. So literally, if Alabama and LSU are going for you know, uh, looking for a top wide receiver to replace, mm-hmm. they aren't all, they might be looking at the same because of regional, you know, uh, preferences or whatever of kids in that area. But, yeah. but ultimately there's a ton of four or five star receivers to go around and yeah. you may not get who's quote unquote the highest rated, but you're going to get somebody else who's just as good or mm-hmm. could ultimately be better, whatever. Whereas in tennis, that's not the case because yeah. there's not enough Americans. There's not the depth overall the amount of college teams we have. Do you so. think that come that happens because our our high schools aren't supported well enough, or I don't know. But I mean, here in in Dallas, you know, DFW, I feel like there's a really nice high school tennis scene. We've got some good yeah. schools. Well, and, well, I mean, listen. First of all, tennis is weather, you know, dependent. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of areas that you know. I mean, Michigan can recruit a lot in Michigan, right, for football. Oh yeah, but tennis and anywhere for basketball, obviously, because it's an indoor sport. Mm-hmm. But for tennis. You have to you have know, indoor courts. Just like, listen, if University of Texas started a ski team, they wouldn't be recruiting in Texas Yeah, a lot. probably not. So, you know, the same kind of thing. So that's kind of how that goes down. So they have to, you know, so the, anyway, the point being is, is those schools have to go out and get the internationals. Now, how could we, how could we stem that tide? And, Good question. And, you know, kind of have more players interested in playing tennis because there's a you know, uh, you know, a carrot at the end of the stick, so or whatever right. you you know, which would be a college scholarship or mm-hmm. playing at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Well, they right now they know there's not yeah. because of the internationals, but you're in a dilemma because if you say, all right, cut internationals immediately, first of all, the level goes down tremendously. Yes, and there's a lot of coaches that are losing, and you know, and so now the stature of college tennis drops drops dramatically. Yeah, and is that in and of itself going to help push? players to play i don't know i don't know i mean i don't know but 
I don't know how we got off on college tennis, but hey, here we are. It happened before we started. It was all about <laughs> baseball. That's what it was about. College baseball is still going. Still going. It's ridiculous. You want to talk about some other subjects? Yeah, but you know, baseball will still be going when we come back. That's true. You stole my line, but we will be back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. We're back. Oh, she's going to look at that. Now it's a competition. <laughs> so, uh... College tennis is interesting. It is. It is. I think we're uh, a bit out of the season. I, mm-hmm. I think what we'll tr- definitely try to do is come winter time. I like to talk about it, get everybody fired up about it, because yeah. it, it starts sort of, you know, Division One starts pretty early in January, so okay. gets you out of your doldrums. The we winter need to get doldrums. Get some people out there watching. That's what I'm saying. We've got some beautiful facilities in this town. Well, everywhere in the country, yeah. they're just. I mean, they're Texas. And they're good players. The University of Texas is spending a fortune on a a fortune on a new facility mm. kudos in austin mm-hmm. well, interesting that's, that's where ut is so probably I, I did go to school no they there. put it in toledo okay they're gonna commute i mean i had been to the tennis facility in austin because i went there well it was sort of a rec facility they were yeah. double using so anywho so, all right anyway, we said we were gonna talk about some other stuff so yeah i've got some other news items well we first of all do we need to have a moment of silence for for roger i know he, he's not dead he's not dead tommy haas i kind of feel like you know, Tommy's 39. He's going to be retiring at the end of this run. And I I, I don't know. I, I Did Roger not play his best? No, stop. Conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> Aliens that, came down. I honestly think Tommy really put his all in yeah, it. Yeah, and it's grass. Grass it's is grass. a little bit, you know. It's a little different. Roger had been out since uh, Miami. Yeah. yeah. So, so ultimately, this is his plan. Get ready for Wimbledon. Yes. So part of it is playing tournaments that you're not ready. Mm-hmm. You're getting mm-hmm. ready. Yep, and he he'll get there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he? Yeah, and I like Tommy Haas. I think. Oh yeah, me too. Sure. You know, even though he's I mean, I German, him, no, but he's German. He's to me, he's a hometown. He said, even boy. though he's not, he's German. Are you even though he's German. German, no, but he he runs a whole World War Two thing. Was that a problem? For him? No, he's running Indian Wells now, and oh yeah, you know, I consider him one of our boys. So, you know. Yeah, he's not. I know. If he if he needed to play Davis Cup because they were out of players, oh, he'd, he'd be playing go. for Germany. Oh, in a second. Um. Yeah. yeah, so Roger lost, but Roger that but lost. I don't think that's the end of the world. No. I'm not going to panic. No. I'm not going to panic. I am panicking about something else. Oh, God. What could it be? Maria out of Wimbledon again? No. Yes. Well, that, it's that's a qu- old Well, news. no, 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 but it's, it's they've sort of started getting a little more specific. It's a quad <sighs> issue. Uh-oh, that's not good. There's a muscle issue. I have quads. Hey, we all have quads, <laughs> but apparently she's got a bum quad. No. So, Does she... I don't. I mean, Terraquad? I have no idea. Nobody. It's all mysterious. But I mean, I, I think somebody on the somebody commentating said it was odd that it, that that a, a, a muscle issue was going to put her out all the way through Wimbledon. That is a little bit odd. But it also may be why you know rehab, yeah. miss everything in grass, and yeah. then come back for a tournament. Yeah. When you can sort of start to ease your way back in, get back. I mean, hard courts. That's her thing. Come on. Makes sense. And there are some other people that might be out of Wimbledon as well. Oh, please be (laughs) No such luck. Uh, I did hear that Sam Stoser may have a stress fracture in her right hand. 
Who? Uh, yeah. Uh, Good old Sammy. Come on. Punching from pu- punching. Was she in a boxing match? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she may have a stress fracture, so she may be skipping Wimby. And uh, our good old friend Delpo with that long line yeah. of ladies waiting to give him massages for his groin injury. That's weird. I know. But listen, we we always say it. I think we say it every episode that we love Delpo. I do love Delpo. And we're Delpo. always bummed out. Always he's, bummed out. He's actually really fun to watch. I enjoy watching, you know, he's calm and. He yeah, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. He's nice. I like him. But here's the interesting little tidbit that I read today. They were interviewing Andy Murray, and uh, he said that he does not know if he will still be playing for slams in three years. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Can we move that up? Can we move that (laughs) schedule up a bit? Uh, I I found that interesting, and especially with the resurgence of these older players, Roger, Rafa, Tommy Haas, you know, playing into their mid-late 30s even. Yeah. And Andy's 30, right? He's youngster compared to, yeah. So to hear him say that was a little bit. But you know, playing until you're 40 is still not normal. It's not. I Just agree. because who y'all think is arguably the greatest couple of players ever are playing really how late. Old, how old was Sampras when he retired? I don't know. Early 30s. Yeah. Early 30s. Yeah. That's pretty normal. That's pretty. That's been the average. I mean, Andy Roddick was what, 32? Oh, I, I, yeah. Something like that. Because yeah. I think you have to be 35 to be on the. I'm making that up. I'm I've totally made that up. I thought I heard it. (laughs) You know what? It's Corey. I I think he said that at one point, maybe to be in that series. The Uh, yeah, I think so. But uh, but yeah, what do I know? Hmm. That's interesting. No, but anyway, so yeah, it was interesting to hear that from Andy, and I don't know. And then uh, Serena making news again, not because she's coming back to playing Wimbledon at seven months pregnant. But just because she posted a video of herself playing and practicing on the court and drove the internet crazy with excitement. About what? Oh, like she's going to play? I, oh, come on. And I love Serena, but I see, I play pregnant women all the time. I played an eight-month pregnant woman one day. Yeah, but out of seven-something billion people on earth, she is the best one. Absolutely. And so anything other than what she's <laughs> normally used to, she won't be the best. But so she's superwoman. Well, you mean Wonder Woman? Well. I didn't like that movie, by the way. I did. Oh, my God. Blah. Um, what's her name? Is Smoking Hot, though. Yes. Gal Gadot. No, the mom. No, <laughs> Well, she was, too, to be honest with you. Or the and the aunt, whoever. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, she's not playing. No. Listen, if you've been doing something, we talked about that before. If, you, if you've been doing an activity and you're pregnant and you keep doing it, then you're okay. You'll be fine. Then there's nothing wrong. And she has to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, she I don't want to. I mean, what is she? She does that for a living. I'm, I'm. I would guarantee you that she's probably out there every day practicing. Pregnant? No, pregnant. Maybe not every day. It's I would hot, think so. man. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure she could get access to indoors. Yes. Nah, I don't think she's. Got <laughs> she didn't have the cash for that. It's pricey. It's expensive yeah, indoors. It is. Um, no, she. I hope she doesn't play. What a sideshow. That'd be a circus. No, she's not playing in Wimbledon. There's no way. She's not. What, what's the internet yapping about? They're just excited to oh, see the you. Internet's dumb. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so yeah, I do think uh, I do think you know having her out can add to the excitement because again, it's not a foregone conclusion. You know, I have to say that we were just discussing this 
uh, earlier today after our match, how exciting the women's final at, in Paris was because yeah. you really didn't know which way it would go. You thought Halep would take it. Uh, but when Ostapenko came back, it was really, it was exciting, you know? Here's the, here's the one, here's the one thing that takes away a little bit from Paris. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell anybody's wondering, ooh, can she, you know, repeat her success th- right. in the grand, no, because these people win a grand slam and disappear. So that's the only downside. It's like you want to see somebody kind of come up and then start doing well, but she's probably going to disappear first round, second Some round, continuity. she's out. Yeah. yeah. I would I would have loved to see Muguruza. But then again, you, you get know? too much continuity. I start bitching because... Oh, and then you're a, like, God, yeah, I yeah. wish she'd lose. Uh, yeah. but, but, you know. What are you going to do? Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Well, well like I said, it's about competition. It's about two two players playing their best, whether you know who they are or not. I don't, do you care about personalities much? Do you care? I like, do. See, because I'm a Steelers fan, mm-hmm. but I couldn't care less about any of the players. Like, individually. Like, I... If if Ben Rock football's different though. Okay, basketball, hockey, whatever. Still team sports. I want well, yeah, but you know, still people are maniacs about you know LeBron and all this. I wouldn't, you know, I mean, Cleveland should love LeBron because they sucked without him. Yes, but outside of the fact, you know, replace him, and if if y'all do just as well, who cares? Who cares? And who you cares? St- you've got a winning team, and you go. But it's that whole celebrity crap. I just don't get caught up into that. And so, and t- for me, tennis is the same way. I really enjoy like game styles. I like, mm-hmm. you know, that's one thing we've seen. Or you know, I'm sure you've been watching some of the grass court tournaments. Yes, that's one thing I've seen is a lot. I mean, not a lot, not a lot, but a lot more compared to the mm-hmm. French and other is more net rushing. Oh God, I love it. And so I love it. Do I like it for net rushing sake? Yes, I do. I do. It's but more interesting. Most people probably like it for the fact that it's different. Mm-hmm. And I think grass theoretically, unless they're talking about the U.S. Open is going to be faster than grass, which pisses me off. But <laughs> I wouldn't mind that trend continuing a little bit. I would love to see that. I think that it's an underutilized tool on the court. And well, I mean, I think it's been beaten into submission over the past however many years. But yes. I think, listen, if you have if you have somebody that's an elite athlete and an elite tennis player, but they can't break through past a certain group because they're trying to play the same game they play, mm-hmm. well, then their only option is to do something a little bit different. And so it's it, everybody always oh, is is you know serving a volley in or just net rushing gone forever. No, yeah. it's not. It always is going to cycle gonna around be because whatever is happening now is a result of whatever, and then. Guys and girls that are coming up through the ranks, trying to kind of find their their yes. you know path through there, yes. you know. Well, it, how do you beat the best players? Well, how, what do they play? Their baseliners. Well, look at Misha v- Zverev, for instance. I mean, he beat Andy because he was rushing the net, right? And Andy didn't know what to well, do. Well, and Andy's a chump, but yeah, but yeah. Aside from that. But Andy's a baseliner, you know. And Zverev coming up killed him, and, right? But he need, yeah. Well, but I mean, I just you know who uh, who. Who who was being uh, interviewed about a one hander? There's so, well, let's see. There's well, there was somebody that would have been uh, on TV sitting on that French Open couch. Dominic Team. It might have been with his it, little it, Austrian accent. It might have been, and they, they he were talking has a beautiful one hander. Yeah, but uh, there's a there's a ton, there's plenty of one handers out there. Yeah, I mean Favrinka Team, uh, Feder Gasquet, Feder who. And they're old. And they're old, but but yeah, the, the young guys. But anyway, team's twenty. No, no, no. I'm talking about 
Fetter, the, yeah. the, you know, in uh, Gasquet. Yes. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's the same way. I mean, I don't think anything you can do on a court will cycle around eventually. Because, yes. You know, because somebody, somebody coming up is not going to be able to beat Rafa mm-hmm. baseline to baseline, you know, hitting out wide, you know, angles or what. So they've got to do something different. Mm-hmm. So they're going to counter his, his, you know, playing style with something else. That and it'll, sense. you know, form to who's ahead of them and then when they get up there and then the people behind them will adjust to what they're doing so yeah that makes sense and it's you know it's like when roger came out was it last summer with the saber right right i mean everyone was like oh my god what is he doing it's the most amazing thing i've ever seen i'm like he's just it's not <laughs> i was like he's uh rushing the serve. i mean he's crowding the serve. basically it's cool well yeah he just figured you know what do something different. i can block it back and take time away exactly and have a chance to end the point quick instead mm-hmm. of being back probably maybe the ball getting around me or being stretched and not doing anything anyway mm-hmm. so why not mix it up yeah but it's not new no it's been used before well um so yeah so grass court season's here yes some some surprises some not um Got but it. i like grass court season i do too actually it's it's fast it's wimbledon fun. you know wimbledon is uh the favorite of a lot of people you know it's revered i still like the u.s open the best just because i'm an american and it's a very american event night matches and hollering and new yorkers and yeah. the whole bit uh you know but there is something to be said for where it all began you know the 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 beginnings and the you know the history and all that it is so, the oldest tournament yeah. slam and i would love some strawberries and cream that would be amazing yeah um Henman Hill and the whole whole mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. yeah, and all the you know it's cool to see all these uh, you know um, l- tournaments leading up that you you forget about because it's yeah. such a short season. Is it the Gary Weber and there's uh, another t- tournament in London that starts on Monday? Yeah, the so Club. and yeah. by the way, I will give you one million dollars if you can pronounce the stupid tournament going on right now. <laughs> Which one? There's the, two. Well, the, the men's or the, the Hurstgutschkamaschka. Oh, the one in, is it in Austria? No. No, it's in... Um, Germany? Um, Another Western European com- country? Western. <laughs> yeah, it's in... Um, I, I saw the name of it on the, the tennis channel to the, yeah, today. It's, uh, yeah, it's in the Netherlands. It's her, Yeah, it's, it's the name of the town. And yeah. I, but, you know, it's in a, you know, whatever, so... What, um, uh, show me the name. Right there. <laughs> the, the top, yeah. The Hertogenbusch. No, that sounded highly inappropriate. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, so you see all these tournaments and you realize, wow, there are a fair amount of grass tournaments. And so there's grass facilities. I'm sure they're elite, you know, private places. But anywho. um, So, yeah, so I dig the the season. I just wish it was a little more pronounced. The name or the season? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. With the puns. Um no, I wish the season was a little bit longer, a little yeah, more pronounced, a full, you know. Uh, it's so quick. It's like two weeks. Well, I think maybe we would have more. People. I mean, I know there's smaller ones that go on during the French, and but it's, yeah. No, but I think we'd have more people potentially playing game styles that, you know, lent themselves to faster courts if we had more faster court tournaments, yeah. i.e. grass. But, um but yeah, one thing I'll tell you one thing that I did like this past week. Now again, first to go in yeah, whatever you say. It sounds sexier when you say it. Um, 
whatever that is, and then Stuttgart, which is does not sound sexy. Uh, Stuttgart. Yeah. yeah so, um, but you've got uh, what the Tennis Channel was doing is just treating it like it's one big event. They're switching between tournaments, between yeah. courts, between which is great because again, the thing that draws people is competition. I don't yes. think. You know, I don't know. That's what I was asking before. You know, are you drawn by the players? Is that what's driving interest? And right. I guess maybe it is to some degree, but it's if you have a bunch of players and they and the product they give you is mm-hmm. because you know, which I mean, it's not saying Nadal's not awesome, but winning without losing, you one, know, more than set. more than six games in a in a match, it you know, I don't care how wonderful he is, it's still not compelling, and so. um so they were able to move around and find courts that are compelling, get over to a tie break that's about to start or get back to, you know, a break point or, or whatever. And so I thought the tennis channel did a really good job. They did. With that. So, because yeah. um, I think the competition piece is what I think ultimately makes it more exciting. And I think just, t- t- I don't know if ESPN really has the wherewithal and the tennis knowledge to do that. You know, I don't, they're just saying, stick Serena on again. Yeah. Stick Andy Murray on there. He's number one. We'll go with that. Yeah. They don't really, yeah. God, I hate ESPN. Wow. I know. Those are strong words. No, who cares? They don't, they're not listening. Well, you never know. Well, we're in contract talks. They're going to buy the show. (laughs) No, they're not. So. We did get some new listeners though, which was nice. Yes. A lot of international listeners everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like Bangladesh. Yeah. What are we talking about? I'm, I don't even know where that's hello, at. Bangladesh. I'm taking Corey's uh, role where I have no idea where anything is. Um, yeah, so anyway, so the Tennis Channel did, did a, I think, really good job switching mm-hmm. around and, and doing whatever. Because um, of yeah. smaller tournaments, you don't have that option on DirecTV with all the channels. So No, Tennis Channel is doing a great job. It's It's nice to see some of these, you know, up and coming or some of the older players, you know. We don't usually get to see, like you said, on ESPN. Um, yeah, it's. I, I I think that they're going in the right direction, but again, no women. Uh, we're still seeing the women on the BN. Is that right? Network. Yeah, way down. Well, I don't know what it, it might be closer to the sports channels on other, but on Direct TV, yeah. I think it's in the billions. I think it's channel <laughs> one billion three hundred. Yeah. I I don't get it, and I'm really upset because i really do enjoy watching well, the women play i'm telling you i bet i mean it's easy just to say the tennis channel is a bunch of sexist bastards but it's not it's you a just don't thing. we just don't know what the contract talks yeah. were between wta and tennis channel you yeah. have no idea and i don't you know you don't i don't know if enough about inner workings of tv stations i don't know enough about the inner workings of you know professional leagues i don't you know so I, it, it's it, it's beyond they have to pay their staff too and if yeah. Oh, yeah. you know if the men's tournaments are going to bring in more money you know then that's what they got to show uh but i i mean i think it's great that bn is playing women's tennis you know it is a nice outlet to go to i guess i could try and add it but i don't know i'd be well yeah. i mean um i think if ultimately Sharapova and so you know it yeah. may have changed I mean but there's so much you know we, you know we talk about players I mean yeah. TV is probably scared to get in and say well why would we pick up a tournament that we literally have no idea who the number one seed is exactly. we've never heard of her yeah so yeah. so yep well I mean listen just support BN 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. reward them and, uh, you know, purchase crap from whoever their sponsors <laughs> are. I don't know who they're, shake weights. I don't know what they sell. Um, you know, and then ultimately, I mean, cause that's where it all comes from. It's all yeah. about the cash. Yep. It's all about the cash. So it is, it is. And so we've got a know, couple tournaments coming up. We do. We've got, we've got London and we've got the Weber. The Weber in Germany. Actually, I really enjoy the Weber. I like the Weber tournament a lot. But it is just, is it butted right up against Wimbledon? It's like they finish that and they go straight to London, or do we have a week off? I don't know. Well, let's look at the calendar. We should know that. We're famous. <laughs> no, Wimbledon, yeah, no, we've got Eastbourne, mm-hmm. Birmingham. Yeah, there's a bunch coming up. So it'll be, they'll be, so we're finished. Again, we're Sunday, so by the time it's Tuesday, this group is over. Mm-hmm. So this, the finals or what have you are finishing tomorrow on Sunday, or mm-hmm. today on Sunday. I don't know what the hell day is. And then we got the next set starting, so yep. the 19th. And then we'll have a couple tournaments on the 25th, and then okay. Wimbledon starts July 3rd. Okay, good. So, yeah, so we've got some more grass. It's, we've got it, two weeks. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot, but, you know, like I said, if the Tennis Channel and BN and anybody else <laughs> that decides to throw a tournament out there, if they, yep. you know, they're, they're providing a ton of coverage. And mm-hmm. Western Europe is six to seven hours difference, so mm-hmm. it's not too bad. You, know, you wake up in the morning, getting ready for work, and it's on. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got live tennis. By the time you get home from work, it's gone. You know, but they replay. The Tennis Channel does a good job of that. Yeah, they do. BN doesn't because they've got soccer. They've got a lot of you know other stuff that they cover. But the Tennis Channel does a real good job of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can dodge, I was going to say you dodge your phone, but you don't have to worry about your friends because nobody cares about tennis. <laughs> if it's a football score, you're going to find out. But yeah. tennis, come on, a little harder. Yeah. Well, it, it, now I work in the tennis business, so I'm working with tennis people. So they they tend to tend to keep up with what's going on, but if there's not an app, I don't know the score. Well, yeah, well that too. But so. if you're in every every day job that's not tennis related, there's not a lot of people that you're gonna have to worry about <laughs> that giving away the score. So yeah. so you can get home and watch replays and uh, yeah. and see that. So yeah, I I think we got a lot to look forward to in the coming weeks. You know, I'll be out for a week. Sorry, I know you're tough. Where are you going? To the salt mine somewhere? Are you going to uh, do charity work in yes. the uh, Congo? What are you doing? Yes, I am going to do charity work in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> charity. Is that a new beer? Uh, yes. I'm going to be visiting the, uh, not going to Maui except for one day, a friend who's a pro at the Maui Country Club that has invited me out to You got some, out. Uh, you, I'm assuming in your line of work, you have some recording equipment? Oh, absolutely. Oh, let's do some recon. Okay. You got it. Let's do some recon, and if it's uh, more than 50 pounds, don't, mm-hmm. because you can't charge it to this budget. <laughs> um, so you have to check your own bag or pay for it separate. Yeah, but do yep. some recon. Absolutely. But you're in Hawaii, bikinis and tennis, but it's an audio podcast. Yeah. Can you take your video camera? That's why I'm saying we need a website. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to put ourselves on there, but we could put So you're out. Stuff. Corey should be back. Mm-hmm. How come I never get a day off? Uh your choice. You're dying. You're, you're all, you and Corey are dying for me. To, <laughs> that'd be a way better podcast without me. Aww. It would not. Don't be down on that, yourself. That was me. That was me fishing for a compliment. <laughs> Don't no, be but, down. Uh, but you know, have fun in Hawaii. Well, thank and, you. Uh, appreciate you, you guys. I mean, I was going to say I pre- appreciate you doing some tennis recon, yeah. but you're a tennis psycho anyway, so you're going to do, you're going to be on a tennis court no matter where you go, so. Yep. I am. Good weather. Be better than this oven. Oh, God, 
So it's going to be like mid-80s. It's going to be fantabulous. Well, we will be here next week just slogging it out, grinding while you're I'll be in listening. paradise. Literally paradise. Yes. And uh, you better listen. You be- I want to I want to da- see if that download from Hawaii. That's another thing. You just need to be wearing your t-shirt. Okay. Spreading it around, face paint, whatever you need to do. You got it. I, we need to quadruple our Hawaii listenership. Tennis revolution. In Hawaii. And then we can do a remote in Hawaii. That's what it's all there about. You go. Scout us out of location. Because I'm in. I think anywhere will work. I agree. Top of, in a volcano. I'm good. <laughs> Don't they play like the women's um, tournament? They played a tournament in, what's it called? The in men. Ho- in Hawaii? The men have the Davis Cup and the women have the Fed Cup. Is that correct? Did they play it in Hawaii? They played in Hawaii recently. Yeah. Huh. It was windy as hell. I missed that. Yeah. I watched Madison and Dina's play, I think. So, hmm. yeah. It was beautiful. So, the Dave, just the Davis Cup tie, they decided to put it there? Yeah. Huh. Yep. Who knew? Yeah, pretty cool. Well, I guess I should know that, but we'll find out. We'll talk about that next time without you, okay. since you're the only one that knows about I'll, it. I'll send you posts on my Instagram. I'm too old. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but Corey should, okay. so he'll, he'll take care of it. Perfect. All right, I think we kind of scattered a little bit of everything, but we, we, we talked about some stuff. It's kind of an off week. So. All right, listen out there, you selfish sons of bitches. Share this podcast. Even if you don't like it, I don't care. Just share it. Somebody might like it. Somebody yeah. has way better taste than you. So if you don't like it, that's all right. We all have friends that have friends that play tennis. Somebody smarter. If you don't like it, somebody smarter than you. Tell them about it. Yes. They'll like it. Spread the word. Tell your tell your teammates. Tell your coaches. If you're a coach, tell your players. And uh, let's spread the word and keep growing this thing. And until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Aloha. Aloha.